Blog Talk Radio.
right, y'all. I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. This is The Foundation. We are High Frequency. Where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So we're looking to correctly apply correct information here on The Foundation. I want to start off by saying all thanks, honors, praises due to the Creator and the ancestors. I want to say peace and big up to my big brother, Yusuf L, High Frequency Radio Network creator. Wouldn't even be rocking to me if it wasn't for this brother. No, he is not my real uncle. No, he is not my real big brother. Not genetically. Not genetically speaking. But in spirit, and you know, definitely in action and hustle, man, that's my big brother, that's my uncle, man. So shout out to the big brother, Yusuf L. I want to invite you to check out WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. Where I invite you to check out the education tab Educational page we got up Get your education, get your learn on Check out the um, the PDF section though Get your free education on Sign up for the email list You can find the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram You can book a consultation, you can make a donation All from the same location Welcome to the foundation I want to say peace to all the listeners I want to say peace to all the live listeners All the live callers As well as the internet listeners I want to say as well as A special shout out to all the archive listeners Podcast listeners As well as the mp3 sharers Senders, emailers Downloaders I also want to say peace to all the trustees In trustee training I want to say peace to all the new trustees Recently jumped in Slid off into, you know, a little private area Where can't nobody can see As well as all those Brothers and sisters Otherwise investing in your private education And it, it ain't got to be with the foundation I just respect and honor, honor that you're doing it Regardless also want to say peace to anyone that we've done business with in the private As well as anyone who sent an email Well wishes, a current event Peace, a thank you, an appreciation email Even if you didn't get a response Definitely, definitely With much appreciate Appreciated energy received And that's what it is Or anyone who's otherwise added to the foundation Definitely want to say peace We get to these current events uh, We got the anthem The anthem is particularly appropriate for this For this news This current news cycle man 
Dow plunges 1,100 points, bringing its decline from a record high to more than 10%. This is CNBC. This is last week. We're all pretty much up to date. Dow lost some odds, like 3,000 points over the last week or something, maybe more. That's a lot. I, you know, just want to let y'all know that's a lot. And the reasons why, no one really knows, man. You know, they, you know, they they saying this and they saying that. <clears throat> and of course, there's you know that health scare going on. That's crazy. You haven't seen anything like this since. 2008, CNN Business, Federal Reserve announces first emergency rate cut since the financial crisis. So an emergency rate cut, and those of you, you know, those of you in trustee training, emergency rate cut would, you know, happen after emergency meeting of the board of, you know, trustees of the Federal Reserve. So it's not at a regular meeting. With the regular meetings, they called an emergency meeting and did an emergency rate cut. Federal Reserve slashed interest rates by half a percentage point. A bold attempt to give the U.S. economy a jolt in the face of concerns about the coronavirus outbreak. It was the first unscheduled emergency rate cut since 2008. And it also marks the biggest one-time cut, I'm sorry, cut since then. The new benchmark interest rate is a range between one and one and a quarter percent. So, you know, they raised interest rates a quarter of a percent. So, you know, 0.25% over time to where, you know, it was and they dropped it and they dropped it. Now, this is the first emergency, you know, but every raise was a quarter of a percent. It started in 2017. It's a bad sign for the economy, although the fundamentals of the United States economy remain strong. Quote, there are evolving risks to economic activity, end quote. This is what Powell said. He went on to say some other things. You can check this out if you're interested. This is CNN.com, federal federal. Reserve announces first emergency rate cut since the financial crisis. As we would say back in my old crew, me and my home, we used to run around, as we used to say, dang dude. Reuters, fragile safety net leaves the United States economy vulnerable. To a coronavirus hit. The spreading coronavirus outbreak poses a double-barreled threat to United States workers who face not only the prospect of lost wages if they are forced to stay home during a quarantine, but also a fragile safety net to fall back on during such crisis. Unlike in other rich countries, the United States provides thin and uneven social assistance for its 130 million 
full-time workers and even less for the country's nearly 30 million part-time employees. There are also no federal laws requiring companies to provide paid sick leave or pay time off to care for sick relatives, leaving workers at the mercy of their employers and local governments. The low-wage part-time workers in particular are likely to lack some of the workplace benefits that make it possible for them to stay home if they contract flu-like symptoms or the flu-like illness or if they need to care for a family member who becomes sick. And then, you know, what about people who have part-time jobs and they work for airlines and they're getting sent home because the airlines are cutting, you know, cutting hours, telling people to go home, cutting flights. Uh, you know, you know, we keeping a watch on this. I suggest you do as well. I mean, you know, there's reports. There's no toilet paper in certain stores. Crazy, crazy prices for hand sanitizer and bleach, and 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 those uh those bleach wipes, man. Can't find masks anywhere. Is what I'm hearing. This is, you know. This is a cantankerous situation. Bloomberg.com, U.S. delays changes to economic data releases beyond next week. Five more people. Hold on, man. United Airlines holding cut domestic and international flights. There we go. Cases. Washington, the American uh, man. Okay, so what? There's reduction in flights. Hold on, man. Where's the... Uh, bottom line, they ain't going to release the changes. A lot of times they'll release numbers, economic numbers. Oh, unemployment is 2%. And, and the economic growth is 4% and stuff like that. And then they'll wait like four months, six months, and then they'll revise those numbers. Well, they're waiting to revise those numbers. And the changes to other economic data, they're waiting then to release that to beyond next week. They ain't even put a a full, you know, a, a real, a real time date on the joint. Look, Forbes.com, Apple supplier, Hone High production is down by half. Order cancellations plausible. Hone High Precision Industry, best known as Foxconn and as an Apple supplier, said in a conference call yesterday that their production is at about 50%, adding that they should be fully functioning by the end of the month in the best-case scenario. Fox, excuse me, Foxconn executives said that the ongoing public health crisis in China stemming from the outbreak will likely drive sales down by around 15% year-over-year year in the first quarter. Said they have not had any contracts like Apple cancel orders at this time. They reduced Apple sales estimates following um, the announcement. Total Apple product sales are seen as falling by 40%. Ooh. And that's one of the biggest, like, companies in the stock market right now is Apple. So if their sales fall 30%, I mean 40%, instead of 33%, ooh. That's not going to be a good thing for the stock market. Cancellations may still be forthcoming. 
as we do expect demand to slow. This is a report authors um, led by Kval in a in a note. That's too bad. Consumers gonna be upset. I mean, what's going on? They usually announce their new Apple phones in you know um, September or something like that. That's amazing. Uh, let's move forward so we can get on with this show, yo. Gold steady after Fed-driven rally. Stronger dollar stocks. Uh, stocks cap their gains. CNBC.com. Gold held steady today following a sharp rise in the previous session on the U.S. Federal Reserve's surprise rate cut. As a firmer dollar and a strong uptick. Up, wow. Uptick in risk sentiment, limited bullion's upside. Gold notched its best performance since June 2016, rising as much as 3.7% after the United States Central Bank cut interest rates by 50 basis points in an emergency move designed to shield the world's largest economy from the impact of the coronavirus. This was the Fed's first cut outside of a scheduled meeting since the 2008 financial crisis, like I was telling y'all. Quote, we have negative interest rates around the globe, and probably we can see more negative interest rates in the future. There is uncertainty from the virus lurking around, so investors have reasons to why gold should be in their portfolio, end quote. This is Michael Matusik, head trader at U.S. Global Investors. Goldman Sachs central banks gobble up 20% of global gold supply. And this is what I'm saying. They're pushing all this, you know, this stimulus in the repo markets. Who stimulus here? Take this cash. And they, they grabbing all the gold, man. How do you 20%? 20% of the global supply. This is on Bloomberg, man. Central banks are consuming a fifth of the global supply of gold signaling a shift away from the dollar that's bolstering the case for owning bullion, according to Goldman Sachs Group Incorporated. Quote, de-dollarization in central banks. Demand from central banks for gold is biggest since the Nixon era, eating up about 20% of global supply. End quote. This is Jeff Curry, the head of global commodities research at Goldman. He went on to say, quote, I'm going to like gold better than bonds because the bonds won't reflect that de-dollarization, end quote. Last week, Goldman analysts, including Sabine Shell, said investors should diversify their long-term bond holdings with gold, citing, quote, fear-driven demand, end quote, for the precious metal. Bullion climbed to a six-year high in September as the Federal Reserve cut borrowing costs and the total pile of debt yielding less than zero climbed to a record $17 trillion, boosting the appeal of the non-interest-bearing gold. Head funds and other larger speculators boosted their bullish bets on the precious metal by 8.9% in one week. Son? And this is this this article, I found this, man. This is from December. This is from last year, baby. So I'm not, they ain't even talking about what happened last week. Last but not least, 
Forbes.com warning an ad an Android security app with one billion downloads is recording users web browsing. Ooh, surprise. Google is cracking the whip with any companies breaching its privacy and ad fraud rules. In February, Google threw 600 apps out of its Play Store. Amongst them was an app called CleanMaster, a security tool promising antivirus protection and private browsing. It had more than 1 billion installs before it was evicted. Despite Google's ban, it's one of Android's most downloaded apps ever and is likely still running on millions of phones. Millions, millions, and millions. While Google hasn't commented on what it knew about the app created in China, Forbes, Forbes has learned a security company provided the tech giant with evidence the tool was collecting all manner of private web use data. So as soon as you go into private private mode, we want all that. We, we want to know everything. Dang, that's dirty. That includes which websites users visited, the in-app private browser, their search engine queries, and their Wi-Fi access point names. Write down to more detailed information like how they scrolled on visited web pages according to security. They can tell if you scrolled up, scroll down, if you scroll back to a man, what you touched. Mm. It isn't just clean masters that has been watching over the user's web activity according according to researchers. CM browser, CM launcher, and security master apps with hundreds of millions of downloads have been doing the same. Apps Probe last year just discovered the behavior before sharing the research with Forbes. Found that Cheetah was collecting the information from the devices, encrypting the data, and sending it to a web server, ksmobile.com. By reverse engineering that encryption process, he was able to determine he was able to determine what data was being harvested from users' phones. Quote: Technically speaking, they have a privacy policy. That covers kind of everything and gives them a blank check to exfiltrate everything. I can't know for sure what they're infringing upon. It's just that they are playing ball in a gray area. And it's up to researchers like us to stand up and call foul whenever they think that they can cross the line. I personally think that they cross the line here. I mean, it's, it's ever increasingly difficult to stay, you know, and remain private, especially in your communications. Some people think that's important. Some people do not. Me personally, there, you know, there are certain communications, I, you know, everyone's different. But I think it's important. That's it for current events, though. I trust y'all enjoy the, you know, the check-in. Oh. I would like to once again welcome you to the foundation. Today we're going to talk about why a family business is absolutely necessary. Absolutely necessary. 100% absolutely necessary. Hands down. Not, you know, pulling punches with anyone. Not trying to make you feel good about what you don't do in your life. You know, not trying to make you feel better about the things that you do that you know you're not supposed to be doing. You know, if you want them. You know, make me feel good about myself type people. You probably shouldn't be checking out this show. This ain't it. You know, this is this is for my people, you know, who are ready to face the facts that, you know, I've, I've been I've been tearing, tearing up this whole time. Pretty much this whole time. 
I've been ignorant. They got me. They got me good. But half of, half of the fault was mine. That's the people I'm looking for. Not the people who think they owed something. And, and you know, look, whatever, man. It's like if you in school, man, and someone, you know, they get on your hands, knees behind your legs, and the other dude, you know, they push you, and you fall down, and everybody points at you and laughs and stuff. You don't look really weird if you continually talk about that over and over again for the rest of junior high or the rest of high school. You talk about that one time they pushed you and how that was wrong and how they played you and how they shouldn't have done that. You don't look really weird. And that's how that's how kind of like people look when they, you know, we talk about this, this, this straw man and all this, you know, all this ownership. To me, it looks really weird. You know, it's like you're just going to identify like with this wrong and let that let that you know be a uh, what do you call it uh, uh, <laughs> you know just I mean look man <laughs> some people just pick up pick up movements and they just run with them look what I'm saying is look you tripped me over like that that's cool everybody laughed to me ha ha it's funny ha ha bottom line is I bet you don't do that again you ain't gonna be able to trip me like that again not in front of everybody. I learned my lesson. And that's how I look at it, you know. So if you one of those people, you you know, you it's okay for you to hear the truth, you know. So L, speaker of truth, seeker of truth. I'm going to look for it and I'm going to say it. Speak on it. This is one of them shows, man. This is one of them shows. But a wide family business is absolutely necessary. Straight up. It's um to me, you know, I think family centric pretty much everything. Family centric banking, family centric estate, family centric business. Fam- you know, I, I think that's the way to go. But you know, there's people who don't feel the same way. Some people, you know, their their dream is to be a CEO of someone else's company. And they make a hundred thousand dollars. You know, mo- if you think about it, if you sit down and think about it, most people's dreams is to work high up, but for someone else's company, or high up in the government, which is you know somebody else's trust instrument, right? I'm not one of those people that look at the Constitution and think that I'm party to that instrument because I know I know I'm not, and you know the people who look like me from my research, was never meant to be parties to that instrument known as the Constitution for the United States of America. And this is why, you know, we get into trust and we get into private contract because, hey, nope, not party to that instrument in any way, shape, or form. This is a private contractually executed trust without or outside the jurisdiction of all, all of the things you got popping. So y'all, y'all stay in line according to your, you know, your mandate. How about that? And that, but you know, if you if you ask me, I, I say it's, it's. I think everything should be centric to the family. I think I really do, and I think you know we should take. Look, I mean, I I be seeing our people. You know, and I I understand where it comes from because we come up, we didn't have shit. I ain't had nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, we didn't have a. Uh, 
You didn't have an iron, man. I didn't have an iron. You know, I had to put crease my jeans and put them between the, you know, the mattress and then sleep on the mattress so I can wake up with creases in my pants, man. So I know what it's like. I feel, I know my people. I know myself. That's why I love my people so much because I love myself. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I see my people and they got children and they got, like, toddlers wearing Jordans, man. Toddlers, man. Maybe, like, nine months old got a pair of Jordans on, man. That's just, and, you know, I understand where it comes from, like, you know, parents was probably off that stuff, you know what I'm saying? And we didn't get nothing, you know, they didn't get nothing. They didn't even get them, you know, you go to to the grocery store to get some stupid kind of broth to go with the government cheese and government rice, and you walk past, you walk past the little machines, you know, little machines with the bubbles and stuff. And inside the bubble, you can see they had little bubbles in it. They had little stuff in it. Sometimes candy or whatever. You know what I'm saying? candy machines and stuff that you would twist. Can't even get that. So I understand, you know, we pay, we spend a lot of money on our children. On on, on clothes that they're going to all grow. On um, silliness, man. We should just get them, you know, instead of getting them joiners, we should, that should have been their first premium for their life insurance policy. So when they turned 18, they can t- take control of the trust that owns the life insurance policy. Now they ain't got to go and take out student loans if they want to go to college or they ain't got to take out a loan if they want to, you know, um, start a business of their own outside of the family business. And I think this is what it'd be. I think we should be taught to and teach our heirs to start their own business instead of going to school to go work for someone else's business. I think this is, you know, fundamental. Ultimately, we have good intentions with bad um, procedures, policies, execution. And this is why you'll see, you know, a brother, you know, with the sister and, you know, they got their child and a nine-month-old child got Jordans on. But this is why you see, you know, if you've ever, you know, been to school or been around or, you know, been around rich kids or kids where their parents got bread. Most of the time, they be, you you would think that their parents are mean, some of the stories they tell us. I remember I grew up, you know, um, I went to this school. I, I ended up going to the school where these rich kids went, and it was this family that used to be in private school, but, like, it was around, like, uh, around the recession time or something like that um, in their business, in their family business, so so that they couldn't, the family couldn't afford to put keep them in private school. So they was going to this public school, but it was still in a nice area in the burbs, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I was I was talking to them, uh, one of the sons or something. We we kind of got cool because we both we both played basketball or whatever. Other than that, he I thought he was a herb, but I remember he was telling me how his parents, his dad, don't buy him nothing. I remember he was telling me like nothing. Like I was like, you ain't getting an allowance. He was like, no. I was like, man, I was like, what about your clothes and stuff like that? He was like, um, if I if I want, I get clothes once a year for Christmas or something, some holiday he gets clothes. And if he wants other clothes, he needs, a, he needs to borrow it and pay it back. And I remember hearing that, man, I was, I was in high school, I was like 10th grade. I just remember thinking, man, damn, your parents are mean as hell. Absolutely mean. 
They make you buy your own clothes and pay them back. You're in 10th grade, fam. Now I know and understand, you know, having been taught information from an informed family, that that was what, that's what the parents do of rich heirs to teach them the fundamentals with regards to how to look at, treat, and respect finances, family finances. It's not just yours. You got access to it, yeah, but you got to pay it back. You got to pay it back with interest. But the difference between you and those children you go to school with who got walk out those Jordans and all that stuff on is that when you graduate from college or high school or however you decide to go, you'll have $50,000, $80,000 available that you'll be able to borrow if you start your own business. You can finance whatever education you want. You can even invest it and blow it all, but you got to pay it back with interest. But it's the most favorable interest that you'll ever get if you go to any bank. And on top of that, because you're a part of the family, the bloodline, there's no loan application. You just get it. And those children you go to school with, they won't have anything like that. They want to go get a car. They got to go finance from the bank. They want to go... Um, go to school they want to get to college they got to get federal loans they want to go buy a house or a property they got to go get uh, a loan from a bank if they're lucky they'll get an FHA loan that'll be dragged out over 30 years and if they miss one single payment two single payments however many payments it's taken away from them that's the difference And that's the difference why, you know, me personally, I think a family business is absolutely necessary. Why? Multi-generational income. It's also one of many multiple streams of income or several multiple streams of income to the estate. Now, Family businesses, you've seen them, you're familiar with them, but outside of um, really, really rich and powerful families with their businesses and blah, 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 we're not really personally personally familiar with them. We're personally familiar with family businesses from a negative aspect, and when I say this, you'll agree. Family crime, family crime dramas, mafia movies and stuff like that. Drug movies. You got the Italians, you got, you know, Latinos, so-called Latinos, and, you know, um, our people, so-called black people. All types of drugs and pimping, all types of movies. Now, if you got a family crime movie like, what's his name, Uh, King of New York, Gangster of New York, whatever it was. Uh, What's his name? Washington. Denzel, he was in it. And uh, he brought it, he went back to over south, over south. <laughs> he went back down south, got his cousins and brothers and stuff to come work for him in the family drug business or the mafia. You know, mafia is a family thing. You know, it was families worn back then. You know, uh, family names and stuff. But, you know, they predominantly show that type of unification with family units on the, on the negative spectrum, optical spectrum. 
social spectrum with crime, whether it's drugs, organized crimes, you name it. And then so you can either be organized with your family and be a criminal nigger, or you can go and work for one of our companies. And I think that's pretty much subliminally, subliminally what's put into our minds and into our heads from young ages. So, you know, it's suffice to say that it's necessary for someone to tell us why we need to think about business from a multi-generational standpoint. Yeah, I'm dope. You know, I'm really good with words. You know, I'm really good with law and stuff like that. I think it would be irresponsible to think about, you know, the foundation as some sort of family business. This is very, very highly specialized information. It's not going to be guaranteed that all my heirs are going to have an aptitude with, you know, what we understand as the foundation on High Frequency Radio Network. Now, I'm going to leave it open as a possibility because this is more of a charitable thing than versus a business. But the importance is, you know, okay, so listen, let's, you know, we gonna, we all going to have some heirs or some family members who ain't that smart. Ain't that smart, man. Kind of slow. Whatever. They don't need jobs. So if you got a family business, you're more than likely, at the very least, the family business has some sort of janitor. You can pay that family member to clean up the business, to clean up the floors and stuff like that. They ain't got to go put in app. Beg someone else's family to give them a job, basically. Because they slow or they got a mental handicap or something like that. A family business allows to take care of all members of our family. The smart ones we put at the executive level, the capable capable ones and loyal and consistent ones we put at the administrative level, and the younger ones or those of less lesser means mentally or whatever, physical, we put in at the employee level. So either that's where you stay, you know, because, hey, that's where you, it's good, you're going to get paid well, better than anywhere else you would go in the public. But the younger ones, this is how you get experience. You get experience with the family business. You're not going to have to deal with the discrimination or that weird supervisor that's the nephew of the owner and is always weird all the time. All the discrimination that your family members, your heirs, your grandchildren are going to avoid by working at the family business versus the public business. All of the... um potential stress, fear of being laid off, being overlooked for promotions, having to apply, having to go through a bunch of interviews, having to explain all your, you know, your business. Companies nowadays are running people's credit to give them a job. So you now, now you got to see my credit for me to get a job, which is really weird because what if I lost my job? And I couldn't pay my bills, so my credit is bad. And I'm trying to get a job so I can pay my bills. But because I lost my job and I, and my, and I couldn't pay my bills and my credit got bad, I can't get a job. This is why a family business is necessary. So, okay, so I'm talking about the why. Let me talk about the how. How? 
That's a big question. So how do I even conceptualize? How do I even mentally visualize the idea of a multi-generational business? Well, I'm going to tell you very easily. The business must be something directly or indirectly having to do with the three necessities. Those three necessities of human life are food, clothing, and shelter. People get a lot of money off entertainment, but when there's a, a recession or people start you know, getting laid off or whatever, that's one of the first things they pull back on is entertainment. They stop going to get haircuts as, as much. Uh, they stop buying um, or going out to eat so much. Doesn't mean that they don't go. They don't still eat. And they just stop going out to eat so much. So you want to be careful if you're dealing on the fringes of these necessities. But you can't really go wrong dealing with food, clothing, or shelter. Now, I mean, you can even have, um, you know, uh, laundry, a laundry service. And you can, you can, and you can operate. People are like, oh man, I'm gonna do a laundry service and blah blah blah. Look, fam, you ain't even gotta do it in a commercial setting. You can do it in your own home. More than likely, if you own a home or you're paying on a home or something like that, some of y'all even your condos, you got washers and dryers, man. If you own a home or you're paying mortgage on a home or whatever, a good business investment, in my opinion, would be to you know purchase two more washers and two more dryers and put them down in your basement and get them connected to the water and to the power. It's going to be about what? A couple grand tops? And you know how to fold clothes. I'm sure you got an iron or two. That's a clothing service. I'm telling you, man. You can wash people's clothes and iron them up. You can do dry cleaning. They got these dry cleaning bags that you put into your regular dryer. You put you put something in the bag. It's a plastic bag. And you put the clothes in the bag that, that can only be dry cleaned. And you close the bag. And you put the bag in the dryer. And you run the dryer. You got. I mean, I'm sure it's maybe a little bit, you know, maybe it's a certain time limit or, you know, maybe a certain temperature or something. But, I mean, you can dry clean in a regular dryer nowadays. People are always going to need clothes. You know, especially during recessions and times where... Some people aren't spending money. Other people's are just so they can show that they're not like everyone else. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to get commercial space to have a family business. And I know we talk about on the foundation about, you know, your LLC, your business, so on and so forth, your C-Corp, your S-Corp, and, you know, getting your your um commercial address so you can, you know, get your business credit popping and so on and so forth. That's not an absolute requirement. You can still, you know, build business credit from a residential address. And and things like a laundry service, how much business credit do you need to operate that business? And, of course, it would be helpful to, you know, have enough business credit that you can allocate certain amounts to, you know, the function of your family. And that's what, you know, ultimately, ultimately what we intend to do. But I don't want to get stuck on a laundry service because to me, you know, there's so many different things that we can do, especially with the Internet. If you got a roof over your head, you can play, you can play and you can pay an Internet bill a month. Man, there's so many things you can do. Like, um, you know, drop shipping. 
internet networking. You know, you can start an internet networking company really with a laptop and some knowledge. And then you just get some clients and be like, we're going to do this. And they'd be like, okay. And then you do a bid and be like, okay, so this is how much this is going to cost. This is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. We want half down and then half when we're done. They'll be like, okay. And they sign the contract and they cut you a check. Now take that check and go buy everything that you need all for the client. It's not hard. Like a lot of people trying to make it seem like it's this this like big, difficult, you know, super huge, intimidating thing of like starting a business and it's not. It really isn't. And it doesn't have to be this grand business that supports the whole family. It could be part time. It could be some, you know, some extra income. It's it's important. Anything helps. And anything that you can do to to decrease your dependency on this public system, the public schools, the public um, corporate jobs, public employees, you know, even the public transportation system, the public, uh, you know, uh, food distribution system, start a garden in your backyard, the public water system, you know, uh, I'm not, you know, I know a lot of people collect water, rainwater off of they, off of they, you know, rain, rain gutters and then filter it and use the rainwater, you know. I know people in the um in the colder climates when it snows they shovel the snow in the buckets or barrels or something, put this li- little lid on it, it melts all the snow, it turns it into water. They put the water in this t- in this tub and they filter. I mean, whatever you can do, little to large, to to reduce your dependency on the system, I think it's 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 your responsibility to do it. So, you know, I, I would suggest, you know, stop thinking, oh, you know, a family business, it has to be Johnson & Johnson. Nah, man. It could be Jones Jerk Chicken. I've seen little little Asian women and little little Mexican women going around to, like, offices during lunchtime selling their, their soups and they tamales and they egg rolls and stuff. No license, no permit. They just make the stuff fresh that day or the night before. They ain't trying to, you know, you know, keep costs low and keep the food for a long time so that they ain't wasted. They making batch by batch. They ain't worried about no one getting sick and stuff like that. I've seen it. I've seen it. Man, and in the Mexican community, the Somalian community, look, fam. If you got if you got a good recipe for some for some greens or something, sell it. Sell them. Say two dollars a bowl. Don't be afraid. You got some bomb spices or something? Sell the spices. Five dollars a bag. Don't be afraid. Just start, you know. We just gotta start. But multi, you know, multi a multi generational, you know, food, clothing, shelter, or some kind of merchant, you know, because you can always pivot. Uh, banking would would help as well, but you know, private banking and then converting that into a public bank is very uh, sophisticated. And you know, if you have a family bank like that's a public bank, like you know the Jones Bank and Trust Company and you got a bunch of brick and mortar and people got accounts and stuff, Not there's going to be a very small percentage of your heirs that are going to be able to, you know, work in that family business. 
So, I mean, you got to, you know, I think we got to start thinking multi-generational. I think it's irresponsible when we're not thinking multi-generational. I think we ought to be ashamed of ourselves. And, um, you know, we just got to start doing different things and doing things differently. And, you know, it just starts with a little bit and being consistent. You know, I think I think we expect like, oh, I'm supposed to do this. And I know I'm supposed to do this. And this is resonate with me. So I'm finna do it. And then we wake up three days later and realize we ain't done it yet. And we just beat ourselves up and, and tell me how, how we're, I'm stupid. And I can't do it. And that's why I'm so stupid. And then we don't try again. Like, yo, chill. Chill, fam. Yo. Take it easy, man. Get back on it. You fall, get back up. Unless you broke your hip, then, you know, stay down. But y'all know what I'm saying. I mean, food, clothing, shelter. Food, man, clothing. Look, man, y'all can buy some, look, man, you can buy some patterns, get a little sewing machine, $150, man, especially right now, man. Well, maybe not right now because it's a virus. But, man, stuff is so cheap. You can get a sewing machine from Walmart for, like, 99 bones. Get some thread and stuff. Go ham. Get some, get some, you know, get some, uh, Get some patterns or something. Get some, you know. Start making. I'm telling you, even right now, like these days, like these big corporations are falling because people ain't really buying that stuff. You start doing custom, like custom stuff. Handmade stuff is popping right now, y'all. There's people buying um, uh, bags of of different types of stones and incense and uh, herbs and, and celestial charts. For over a hundred dollars, in a little bird in a little sack, man. Little, just be creative. Like that. That's the some of this stuff is crazy to me. Just be creative, though. Just be creative, and just understand, like, yo, you're gonna have to sell like ten thousand things, hundred thousand things to make that million, not fifty. So we're less disappointed. Stop looking for that, you know, that big win. That super win, like I'm about to all oh, this, this next, you know, it's like watching boxing. You can tell a boxer's just waking up, waiting for that knockout punch, and then gets knocked out, waiting for that one <laughs> knockout punch. I've seen it so many times, just throwing haymakers, trying to knock the dude out, and then gets pieced up. To, you know, man, a three piece biscuit with 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 some with with some hot sauce packets. <laughs> you know, just laying down, laying flat, game over. You know, because, you know, we walk around looking for that knockout blow. We all walk around looking for that big payday. Missing the little paydays that add up to big paydays 15 times over. And I think, you know, it's a selfless thing to think multi-generational. And we've we've been taught to be very selfish, you know, um, some good reasons, some bad. I just don't. I just don't think you know. Fuck, how, how long has it been? Excuse my language. How long ago was since they so-called abolished slavery? How long ago was that? And then there was the civil rights movement, right? I mean, man, shit ain't working, man. It's not working. Is it working? It ain't working. It's not working. If it's working, tell me how it's working so I can feel better. But it's not working. We got to do something different. I mean, we got to do something different. We, we got to think differently. We got to do something different. 
this this stuff ain't working. It's not working. It's not working. And anything else that we were doing, if it wasn't working, we would stop and do something different. But it seems just like, man, and this this is like, you know, I don't even get into the emotional side of it. I really don't. I don't get into the trauma side, the, the multi-generational traumas and scarring that we deal with every day. But I, I feel like enough people do. Plus, man, that's not an excuse, man. It's not an excuse. I never used an excuse. I didn't let it be an excuse. And I, I went all over the world. And those who did let it be an excuse, they, I, I got a homie who's in prison right now. Been in prison over 30 years because he had all types of excuses and the world owed him everything. Because this happened to him and then his mama did this and his daddy wasn't around. Like, I'm serious. In federal prison right now. There's a difference between acknowledging stuff and, and allowing it to be an excuse. A punk ass reason as to why you're not being great. Or living up to your potential. Not what someone else says that you're supposed to be. But to what you know you can be. I think that's that's a lot of the issue. You know with a lot of the things that we do and don't do. as You know as a people. It's something to think about. You know. Some kind of merchant. I'm telling you like. What, what you could be known, I could be known, and then you know, start off with a little, maybe a little corner store or something. I mean, I be seeing corner stores with with the Mexican, they got the Mexicans selling uh, uh, burritos in the in the in the corner of the corner store. Man, yo, <laughs> in the neighborhood close to me, man, the the Arabs had the corner store. They let the Mexicans make burritos in the corner store in the corner. In a couple years, the Mexicans owned the whole corner store. The Arabs were gone. I walked in one day and everything was different. They had all those, you know, the Mexican chips, the Spanish chips, whatever, you know, they had all types of different stuff. There was there was shelves missing, it looked different. And looking around, I'm like, man, ain't number Mexicans in here, man. The Arabs is gone. What really disappoints me is I don't really see stores while it's our people in the corner store. We get our dollars, man, and our dollar leave our our dollar leave our neighborhood and our community so fast. I I implore you to do research just in your state. How much the black dollar just in your state is worth to your state every year? So it, just in your state, it's I'm telling you, it's in the billions. <laughs> You'd be surprised. It's in the billions. I don't care what state you live in. You know, a family business is absolutely necessary because you're never going to get ahead working for someone else. And the reasons why we're resentful and why we upset and why we're not happy with our life is because we know that. I know every day when I get up and I go to work and I go punch in and stuff, I know I'm not, I know I'm getting played. I'm getting played. I feel trapped. But what what am I doing to change my situation? Or am I letting Jesus take the wheel? I appreciate y'all, yo. I really do. I know some of y'all is like, 
I got I got I got several people like yo so last two shows been dope man sounds good Did you get a new microphone no <laughs> I did not like a month ago my daughter had a, a thing that I had to be at so I pre-recorded the show on my iPhone and the memos and I emailed the, the I emailed the file to myself I had to convert the file and then uploaded it and I thought like you know it was going to broadcast like it'd be broadcasting now like right now we're live it didn't do that it just it just posted and then last week I was doing the show and blog talk just pooped all over itself fam just all over got weird Everything went dark. <laughs> I couldn't hear anything. I could still see the switchboard. Then it kicked everybody off. And then it ended the show. So I quickly just recorded the show and uploaded it in the same way. And that was straight up iPhone, baby. I, I you know, I'm gonna get a mic, but even I'm gonna tell y'all, even if I do get a mic, you know, this is live. That's you know, that's the quality is 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 a little lacking because it's live. Through blog talk servers Family <laughs> I ain't making a fusion I'm just telling you the reasons But um Man should I go to the phone lines I don't know I'm trying to see if I got anything else to say Oh okay yeah LLC versus corporation This is what I want to jump into For 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 your uh, listening pleasure Since you've checked out the show this long you You're loyal Your loyalty will be rewarded Differences, types of ownership, eligible owners, management, allocations of ownership, um, duration, transfer of ownership, tax rate, pass through, fiscal year. Here we go. Look, I got this bad boy. So the type of ownership in a C corporation is stock. And there can be different classes of stock. Type of ownership in an LLC is membership interest. It's member members, and it can be member managed or it can be manager managed. But the ownership is going to be through membership interest members. C corp, I'm sorry, S corp stock, but only one class, but can have voting and non-voting. So this is this is the S corp. Um, eligible owners on a C corp, no restrictions. LLC, no restrictions. S corp, only 100 shareholder limit. No non-individual and no non-resident alien shareholders. Let me say that one more time. And y'all wonder why I be like, and, and trustees be like, ah, oh, should I uh, when I'm doing the 8832, you know what I'm saying for the uh for the business, should I do the C corp or should I do the S corp? And I be like, well, the 8832 is for the C corp. Oh, so I shouldn't do the S corp? I mean, I can't give you legal advice, but. You know, C-Corp is that dance. That's that's what I deal with. You know, I'm just familiar with the C-Corp. And people be asking me why. And, you know, I got to be very comfortable about what I say. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. My bad. I just got distracted for one. Man, I get some weird emails some, sometimes, y'all. Weird. I get some weird emails. Y'all, hey, y'all weird people, man. I love you, man, but y'all need to get, you know, I don't know what y'all need, meditation, hugs, uh, medication. Uh, look, 
back to what I was saying. So S corps, 100 shareholder limit, no non-individual and no non-resident aliens. So a non-individual would be a trust, right? So there's no restrictions on owners with a C corp or an LLC. It appears to be a restriction on ownership with S corps, 100 shareholder limit, no non-individuals and no non-resident alien shareholders. Would a trust be a non-individual? Individual. Non-individuals. Like an individual. That's a good question. That's why I don't dance with that one. Management. C-Corp can be managed by directors or and officers. LLC is managed by all members or designated managers. S-Corp is managed by directors and officers. Allocations of ownership. Dividends must be paid based upon stock ownership. With the C Corporation, LLC permitted if the allocations have substantial economic effect. S Corp income gain and losses are passed through to the shareholders based on percentages of shares owned. Liability of the owner. And it's got cut off. For C Corporations, there is limited liability for shareholders, officers, and directors. For LLC, same thing, limited liability for owners and managers. S-Corp, there's limited liability for shareholders and officers. C-Corps are indefinite as far as the duration, the life of the C-Corp. LLC dissolves at the time specified in the operating agreement or upon the loss of a member unless other members agree to continue. And a corporation, or I'm sorry, S-Corp can run indefinitely, just like a C-Corp. Transfer of ownership in a C-Corporation. Shares are freely transferred in an LLC. There may be restrictions under certain state laws. And an S-Corp, shares can be transferred only to eligible S-Corporation shareholders. And them C-Corps is dancing. Tax information, tax rate. C Corporation, one tax rate, 21%. Is this, how recent is this? Are y'all lying to the bruv? Bruv. 21% applies to taxable income. Personal service corporations are taxed at 35% of all the income. Did y'all know that? Personal service corporations. LLC, there's no tax to the LLC on LLC income. All profits or losses passed through and are taxed to the members. That's why the accountant for the LLC in my state said, congratulations, Mr. L, you ran your LLC at a loss and was dead serious when he congratulated me because that's what you're supposed to do. Either zero or a loss. Family, at least when it comes to the paper, whatever. As corp, there's no tax except in two limited circumstances. One, Recognized built-in gains and two, excess passive income. And I guess you can determine who determines what excess passive income is. Pass-through of losses, C-Corporation, losses are not passed through. LLC, losses passed through to members subject to certain restrictions. S-Corp, losses passed through to shareholders subject to certain restrictions. Fiscal year, C-Corporation may use any fiscal year. Personal service course must use a calendar year. Y'all know that? 
calendar year is obviously December 31st is the end. Um, I think governments, they they end of their fiscal year is October or something like that, November. You can, in the end of your fiscal year, it could be March if you want. I do February. By the way, happy real new year, y'all. Straight up. Happy real new year. Um, LLC must use tax gear of the members having a majority interest in the LLC or the tax gear of a principal members if there's no majority member. So, like, if there's a majority member, is the trust. So, whatever taxable year the trust uses, trust uses, that's the taxable year that the LLC must use if the trust is the majority member. And the S-Corp must use calendar year subject to certain exceptions. Liabilities and basis. C-Corporation not increased. LLCs, liabilities increased. S-Corp not increased. Fringe benefits. C-Corporation, shareholders, employees are eligible for most. LLC, members are ineligible for certain fringe benefits. S-Corp, 2% shareholders are ineligible for certain ones. And last but not least, tax upon sale. Potential double taxation on a C-corporation. Corporation is taxed on sale of assets. Shareholders are taxed on dividends or capital gains. So if a corporation, if a C-corp owns a building, sells the building, the, 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 the sale is taxed. And then if the C-corp profits off the sale after taxes, and passes the profits to the shareholders in the form of dividends, the shareholders must pay tax on the, the capital gains. It's called double taxation. Uh, what we got? LLC, single tax at member level upon sale of appreciated assets. Generally, no tax on distribution of appreciated assets. That's why most states, when you run it, when you have your accountant do your uh, file the taxes for the LLC, they don't even file at state tax because it's not even required sometimes. But the, I, I, I'm not. I don't give legal advice. I don't know. I'm lying. I'm lying. I don't know. Single tax member level potential in gains taxed if corporation had appreciated property at time of the S corp election. And that's the S corp. And you know, typically when you're private estate, you will have you know an LLC in the front with a a business trust, a private business contractual entity behind it. And then all the profits are passed through quarterly, annually, every single year to the business trust. How you set that up and how you structure that is important, especially, you know, for tax purposes. But I can definitely assist you with this. If you want to book a consultation, you can do that at welcometothefoundation.com or you can email me admin at welcometothefoundation.com. This is what I, you know, that's what I do, man. You know, it's fun. You know, setting up LLCs, are, you know, for me are very easy. And um, I, maybe just the way I look at it and talk about it, you know, a lot of people be like, oh, that was easy. Like, yeah, it was easy. And I like to teach you how to do it versus do it for you. So next time you can you can do it yourself or, you know, if anyone else needs it done around you, you can do it for them if you're being nice or if you're not being nice, you can charge them for it. So, yeah, that's, you know, consultation admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Uh, trustees, those in trustee training, you know, setting up your business is including a trustee training. 
Um, setting up your your business credit profile is included. Setting up your business trade lines, it's included in trustee training because we understand that you know a family business is absolutely necessary to successful private estates. So, you know, I trust um, you know, hey, I trust y'all are um able to you know gain some information, some knowledge, you know some. Some things that allow you to move forward in your, you know, in your education from from this show. Why a family business is absolutely necessary, absolutely necessary, absolutely necessary. You never know. You start a business, and you have a, you know, your child be like, "This, that's my daddy business," and blow it up just because this is daddy business or his mama business, it's my mama business, and blow that joint up, man. Blow it up. Have a special aptitude and just need to need somewhere to apply it. And oh look, there's there's a little family business sitting over there that my mama just you know was really loved and you know she worked so hard and stuff and you know I'm just gonna you know work on this family you know apply my skills you know I mean look y'all have no idea if it's not there you won't use it and if you don't do it and create it it won't be there. So, you know, that that's pretty much what I got to say on the subject. We got about a minute left in the broadcast. Maybe I'll stream. I'll stream a little bit. So you're gonna call in four two four two 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 five two five zero, otherwise you'll get cut off. I apologize for you know the audio being less quality than last week. I love you anyways. But um start small, you know, definitely start small. Don't um don't don't get uh she just said 60 seconds. You got 60 seconds. You probably heard that cuz that's loud, old British woman. Don't think, don't think big. Don't freak yourself out. Start small, you know. Start small. It's, it's, um, you know, you can definitely do it. And, you know, I want you, you know, and I was saying this too, you know. I was actually, um, wait a second. What is it doing, man? Oh. Ten seconds. And it's about to stream. I was actually saying this shit to my girl, you know. Why, people? Why, fam? Don't do it. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Got the ADD popping. But um, how many times, like just for real, how many times have you had to do something and you didn't, you weren't able to do it? How many times? How many times has your light been cut off? How many times have you missed rent? How many times have you opened your refrigerator and there's absolutely nothing in there? And how many times have you opened your refrigerator and it was low and you weren't able to put something in there somehow, some way? How many times? How many times? Think back. All the times you ain't believing in yourself and all this bullshit. How many times have you actually not been able to handle it? How many times? How many times? 
I bet you, I bet you, I'd be willing to bet money that you can't really think of too many times. You actually, like, really, like, it was all bad. And and if you can, it was not because you couldn't. It was more than likely because you made bad decisions or you should have made better decisions and you knew better. You actually knew better. You just didn't do better. But I want you to think about how many times, how many times have you missed rent? How many times have you gone hungry? How many times? What I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is we handle everything, you know. Um there's been so many situations I've been in. I've been homeless, had to sleep in my car. There's been so many and then then you know, and then I've been in, you know, I've been in the worst situations and I've been in the best situations. That's what I'm trying to say. And out of all the situations I've handled it. I've handled it. I've handled it all the way up until here. And I've handled it. And if anything presents itself, I'm going to take care of that as well. Because I got this, you know, and it's the same with you. You've handled you've handled it all up until right now. All the things that life has thrown at you, your baby mom, your baby daddy, you know, whoever, whatever. You've handled it all. Some better than others, but you've gotten through it. There's nothing that you ain't really ain't really handled unless you just straight up neglected it and was like, you know what? Nah. So you can handle this. You can you can handle starting your family business on a small scale. Just you know, just start start small. But you got this. You can handle this. You got this. You've handled everything else. It's nothing different. You're gonna knock it out. It's gonna be over with. It's just up to you if you're gonna be in a situation where you've been like, Oh, I could have done this better. Or you're going to be in a situation where, like, I'm very proud of myself because I did my best. Other than that, you're going to handle it. And that's how I want you to think. And that's that's really what I want to leave y'all with, you know? Ain't nothing that's what you, ain't nothing we can't do. Ain't nothing, nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Oh, you can't? Shut up. I don't think you'll be able to shut your mouth. I think you should probably, I don't want to hear it. You probably won't be able to. You can't tell me nothing. I'll determine what this is. I'm the master of my world. I'm the master of my life. I'm the master of my thoughts. The master of my actions. I'm the master of my demonstration, as are you. So, this is, you know, family business is nothing. It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. It's the next generation, the generation after that, because they're going to have to grow it and, 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 and hire managers and, and have multiple locations and maybe go take it global. You may not, you know, maybe you ain't got to, you probably ain't going to have to worry about all that. But it's time to start that family business. It's, and, and I'm telling y'all, this is why it's absolutely necessary. They're sending people home. There might be a virus and you work at the, you know, the air. The air airlines and they, you know, there's a virus, so we gonna send all y'all home until further notice. Look, man, that's not a stable way of getting money for your family, man. And if you and if you look at probably nine times out of ten what you're doing for a living, if you look at it honestly, it ain't stable. It's not stable at all. So do yourself a favor. Do your heirs a favor. Do future generations a favor. Start that business. Start it now. 
You got you got free everything. Free social media, free free everything. Free download, free convert the YouTube video to an MP3 video. You got free everything. The only thing you ain't got free is free shipping. But technically you got free shipping because you can send the email, fam. You ain't got to send the check in the mail no more. You can pay online now. Just, you know, real quickly, put in your routing number and your checking account number. Some some of them like, okay, we're going to do two deposits and then take it back, verify the deposits, and then we'll connect your account. It's easy. There's no excuse. There's really no excuse. There's no excuse. You're just making yourself feel better in your own mind because you're not doing anything. You're just making yourself feel better in your own mind because you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You're not handling your business. You're in the age of information. All these things at your fingertips that generations before you could never even imagine being able to know, think, do, or achieve. And you're not, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And you're making yourself feel better about it by making excuses. Your conscious mind is lying to your subconscious mind. And I ain't going to say your name. I ain't going to front on you on the internet. I ain't going to come to your job and just just, just roast you. you know, I ain't going to talk about you in front of your girl, in front of your man. I ain't going to front on you at the family dinner. But you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You know I'm not playing. You know I'm not lying. You know I'm striking chords. You might be mad at me. You might be cussing me out right now, but you know I'm telling the truth. You ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. All these damn hours in the day. Oh, I ain't got time. You got time. How much of that time are you spending on the, on your phone or watching the game? I ain't got time to learn. How 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 long does it take you to drive to work in the morning and then drive back? You can listen to a podcast, man, in your phone, man. You're telling me you ain't got time to learn, man. I ain't trying to hear that, man. Don't come to me with excuses. People who come to me with excuses trying to have me make them feel better get their feelings hurt. It's not my job to make you feel better. That's not what I'm on this earth to do, to satiate your emotions for you not handling your life business. My job is to seek the truth and speak the truth. Whether you like it or not. And my daddy made me go to martial arts every day for like seven years. So if you really don't like it, we can talk about it. And I ain't getting brolic. I ain't getting nothing. I'm just telling the truth. We got to do what we got to do. Or not. And with that being said, yo, I love y'all, man. I really do. I'm just trying to inspire y'all. I'm trying to tell you the truth, trying to spark something in you. Wake up. Wake up. Life is not a game. Consequences and repercussions. But with that being said, you know, I trust that y'all gained something from, you know, the episode. You know, if you didn't like the episode, I do not apologize. Um, The only thing I do apologize is a couple times I use profanity, so I apologize for that. Um, if I'm not better than that, you are. You deserve better language than that. But the truth, I don't apologize for the truth. I really don't. And I say it all in love, not in spite, 
not trying to front you, not getting likes for this. I don't look cool. I don't feel cool. But it's the truth. So, whenever you're ready, email me, admin at welcome to the foundation.com, or find another mentor, maybe that, you know, resonates with you more, you know, on the emotional standpoint. I, you know, I know there's more to it than just who knows what they're talking about. I know there's more to it. But, you know, you know, find find what you're looking for and do what you're supposed to. And if any way I can assist or help you with that, it would be my pleasure. Because I know I'm not just assisting you. I'm, I'm assisting generations. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Trusty training consultations. Um, welcome to the foundation.com. Check out the education tab. You know, we got the trust series. We got the uh, passport, no social series. Foundation trust primers on there. I mean, we've been putting, I've been putting in work, man. I'm putting in work, you know. Um, trying to put out that quality stuff. Doing, doing my dance. Doing my dance, so you know. Hopefully, y'all can do your dance. I learned to dance out of watching, been watching foods. So I learned to dance. But I appreciate y'all, man. I'm not gonna do no phone calls, man. Um, I'm a body here. I need, I need some, I need some me time. <laughs> it's been a long, yo. February was crazy, especially when I announced that, man. I announced that, uh. An offering, oh man, <sighs> y'all y'all wore me out, but I appreciate it, man. I'm glad there was, you know, uh, you know, everybody was, you know, everybody that was was able to take advantage of that offer. You know, I'll do it again. I don't know when, though, you know, but we'll do it again sometime in the future. So if you weren't able to catch it, don't fret, don't worry about it, don't beat yourself up, don't kick, kick yourself in the face. Don't yell at nobody you care about because you mad because you missed out on the foundation offer. It's cool, it's cool. Just, you know. Keep it up. Keep 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 you know, keep grinding, keep studying. Stay tuned and you know, I'm sure we will definitely be doing more offers. Definitely. Now with that being said, you know, the markets are crazy. I saw I saw an article um that what was it? The the White House was considering tax incentives for more Americans to buy stocks. <laughs> If I didn't laugh, and the funny thing is that was from last month. It was like February. They put it out on Valentine's Day. Talking about they considering incentives, and then the markets, man, the whole stock market just went blah blah. <laughs> uh, y'all be careful, man. These fools, they do not have your best interest in heart and in mind. They don't have your family's best interest at heart and in mind. And you gotta take care of yourself. We gotta save ourselves, yo. I can't save you. But, you know, I can't fish for you, but, you know, I can show you how I fish. And not, you know, be all crazy like, yeah, you can't teach nobody else. Blah, blah, blah. That's it. Only That's my patented, my way of fishing. I patented that. I'll sue you, man. Come on, man. I don't be on it like that. As you texting me, take... Take my call. Come on, man. What you mean take my call? Look, I'm gonna take one call. All right, I'm gonna take it randomly. I'm just gonna whatever the first number I see that I look at, 
that I focus on, that's the one I'm going to take. And if it's not, look, I, I make no promises. I promise not. Oh, it's nine two nine four zero five six. Peace, what's your name? Where you calling from? Peace, my brother Soltel. This is Sister Yvette. Kings and Queens, communities. My brother, you gave some awesome nuggets tonight. The thing about it is, and I say it all the time, choices and decisions. Either you choose to do the right thing or you choose to do the wrong things. Our kings and queens have to know their self-worth. And until they know their self-worth, they don't know what they really have in them. See, we are of a royal status. But because of the mindsets and the beating downs publicly, the enslavement and entrapment, the deceiving, the, the, the key words that they throw at us, it dumbs us down. And until we understand that we are fighters and survivors, we're going to keep going on the same edges of these black holes. Yeah, they're telling people to buy the stocks. Those who got a little bit of knowledge and wisdom through your teachings stood still. Now, the ones who really knew what you were saying was real, they jumped on the deals. Now, all y'all procrastinators and waiting until the last minute, y'all keep waiting. Because they realize they got to slow us down. They came out with this coronavirus that's been around since 1970. But they just figured they got to get rid of us a little quicker. So they started going around because now all of a sudden the new thing is I got to get these people that's trying to be sovereign. I'm trying to get these people that's getting knowledge and wisdom, how to get themselves out of this system that we can't control anymore. See, when you can't control something, you destroy it. And the thing my brother's been trying to teach y'all since I've been on this show, self-examine. What are you going to do? Are you going to lie down and take it, or are you going to let them kill you? See, when you don't make a decision that's going to prolong you, you just made a decision to kill yourself. See, now we got this out here, the coronavirus. We got the stock markets diving. We got a high unemployment. Now, all of a sudden, you made this monster, and you realize you can't get rid of these mortgages and these properties, so you're lowering everything. Everything is getting lowered. Your standard of living is getting lowered. Your your way to purchase things are getting lowered, but your means to survive are going up higher. So kings and queens, make a conscious decision. Make good choices. We are survivors. There is not a person that has not called in here that was on the border of death and came back to life. Not one person on this line that called in that wasn't homeless and came back. Probably homeless a couple of times. Probably lived in the worst of places and moved up. What are you doing? Where are your choices at, kings and queens? See, all the communities are starting to listen because you know why? They realize it's not always about 
wealth, wealth, wealth. It's about getting the knowledge because if you don't have the knowledge, you can't taste the wealth. You can't obtain the wealth, and you definitely won't hold the wealth. Now, like I said before, change your thinking. How a man thinketh is how a man is. The thing about it is, are you thinking to live or are you thinking to survive for others or are you thinking to die? Think about it, kings and queens. Think about it because my brother is not wrong. We got a lot of imitations coming up. Just make sure you get the right one. Get the authentic, not the imitation. Buy your precious metals. It's starting to be real out here. They are not playing with us. Another thing, this coronavirus, because I work in a hospital with professors that are studying this and trying to find whatever. Make sure you cut down on your cold water. Start drinking a lot of hot waters and tea. My brother, take care of yourself. The struggle is real. The fools are out there. You still got some people procrastinating. They're going to wake up just now. You keep doing a good thing. The ancestors are definitely proud of you. Peace, my brother. Peace, kings and queens, communities. Stop procrastinating. Peace. Peace. Always appreciate the sister coming through, dropping the bulls. I ain't taking no more callers. Quit it. I'm done. Thanks, sister Yvette. I'm out of here, y'all. Um... I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. We family, right? Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. You can still sign up for the carrot bars, man, as this gold gets more and more expensive. It's, you know, over $1,600. It's just going to keep going. You know, keep getting your hands on silver. Carrot bars, you can, $10 minimum. I mean, it's less than that, actually. It's like $8 or something. But, you know, everything that you could do to reduce your dependence on this system, I think it's, you know, it's your responsibility. And with that being said, I'll catch y'all next time here on The Foundation. Once again, email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. Y'all have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. Take some action. Be consistent. Be real with yourself. Quit lying to yourself. And let's all, you know, stand up together and make some real differences. I got your back. Let's do this. So, you know, with that being said, like I said, enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. Make sure you say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight. Very important. You deserve it. I love y'all. Peace to the gods. Doing this thing all the way live. High frequency radio.